What's up, everybody? Welcome to Two Wheel Tuesday podcast number 40 featuring Trevor Cartmill. We actually talked to Trevor while he's taking a break at work from making CBD oil out of hemp in the middle of Kentucky, which I didn't think, uh, I didn't think that was a thing until we just talked to him. But, um, besides that, uh, we are sponsored by Stroker Industries, the maker of the trigger, which is a push button self venting fuel nozzle for your race jug. Uh, this way you can just turn the can right over, push the button and the fuel comes out. And when you let go, it stops. You don't have to worry about trying to pull that hose out with fuel in it anymore. They also make spit shine which is a protectant spray. You can spray on your dirt bike or your car or whatever. Um, it'll help the dirt come off and make it look good. Also, they have fog out, which is a, uh, a fog spray for the inside of your goggles or for your windshield. Um, and as always, we are brought to you by Emotocons, which is Moto Emojis for your iPhone. We don't have it for Android yet. Sorry, guys. Everybody needs to buy this so we can make the Android version. Uh, but we have guys like Loop Out Larry. We got dudes going over the bars. We got guys doing big whips. Um, we also have sayings in the back like uh, Moto Chick, Brap, um, and stuff like that. You can trip your friends out. By texting them some cool moto emojis. Listen, people, they don't work like native emojis, so get over it, all right? We do what we can. That's why there are no good dirt bike emojis. This is it. So buy them, support the cause, we can make them better, and enjoy the show. Minutes. What runs out? My trick list. So I just... I don't know. Uh, see, I'm out. I'm out of things to say already. You're out already. I, I just. I'm done. I started the show and you just started it by running out of tricks out of, after like <laughs> 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds like a good one. I'm drinking a flat beer. Uh, is that the stuff you had last week? Yeah, well, so I opened this one like two nights ago and took two sips out of it and fell asleep. Ah. So then tonight I was, I seen it and I was like, uh, I need to, uh, I'm not going to, well, the next day I was like, I'm not throwing that out. I'm just going to recap it. Not wasting. All right. Tonight we got Trevor Cartmill on in his truck. He said he was working, but I just see you sitting in a van. Yeah. Uh, I'm in and out of work. I'm not drinking beer. I'm drinking out uh, it's getting hopped up on Mountain Dew. I'd like to have a beer, but it's Mountain Dew. Dude, Nick, he'd come at you like a spider monkey. <laughs> uh, so what's up, Trevor? Where are you at? What's that? What's that? Where are you at? Where are you at? Uh, Winchester, I thought I fixed this echo, but it's worse. Uh, Winston, Kentucky? Is that where you live normally? Winchester, Kentucky. I live in Mount Sterling, but I'm working in Winchester right now. Working? What's working? Doing what? <laughs> well, um, it's actually a hemp research facility. 
basically, I I go in there and fill a bunch of vessels full of hemp. Pretty much, I come out smelling completely like weed, but I am uh, sober as hell. <laughs> so, what do you do with the with the the goods? Um. Well, you yeah, you put the hemp in the vessels. You compress it at fifteen hundred psi, and you get a little bit of CBD oil out of it. Oh, sweet. I need that for my inflammation. Hook it up. Yeah, a lot of people take it. It's kind of crazy. Why is it crazy? Is that crazy or what? It's, uh, it's the best you can get. It's, I mean, they're running it at 1,500 PSI. Um, we have a machine that runs it at 5,000 PSI, and it's ridiculous. But, uh, only the Chinese people know how to run it. We don't know how to run that yet. <laughs> They it's they haven't like right? Yeah. They haven't bestowed the ancient alien knowledge on them yet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well that sounds like that's not a bad job. What's that? That doesn't sound like a bad job. And they let you take off to do shows? Yeah, that's the thing. Um I, I only took the job so I can kind of get by until shows pick back up. December is like the worst month. There's no shows in December, obviously. Right. So uh, they're going to have an income. I got three jobs right now, man. I'm a subcontractor for a networking company where I install people's internet around town. And then I got the hemp job. And then uh, I got the shows. And obviously the shows are first priority. That's the biggest money. But uh, there's none in December, so I'm kind of screwed until... Sure, pick back up. Right. Uh, November kind of sucks, too. You usually don't get very much. Yeah, I'll, uh, usually in November I'll have one or two, maybe three shows, but not really, not as much as I'd want, really. Yeah. I'm actually heading to a show this weekend with uh, Ed Rossi in Louisiana. Nice. EMFR? Who's on, uh, uh, was that, man? a couple weeks ago? Yeah. He's covering those monster truck shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what are you guys doing, Shreveport? What's that? You doing Shreveport? I think that's what it is, yeah. You guys, so. well. It's what Ed took. I think Tim was supposed to have him, and then Ed took him. Yeah. yeah we should yeah. have uh, Trevor and Ed on next week. Sounds like a mess. You guys did a podcast with Ed too, didn't you? Yeah, we had Ed on like a month ago or something, maybe. Yeah, that's right. I didn't get to catch that one. <clears throat> well. I think I was working. <laughs> it's up there in all its glory. Uh, yeah. So, did I bring you to, were you, did you do some shows before that Jersey one? Um, I did one show for you. I think back in 2013, Myrtle Beach Speedway. Uh, oh, called, yeah. I was covering for uh, Scotty Hanlon, and uh, I think Goodyear was doing that one, too. Yeah, and uh, I, I wasn't there, so I didn't actually meet you then. Right. I met you in Jersey. Where? Oh, yeah, yeah, when I had you come up and do that yeah. show here. With him, yeah, yeah. Yep. Good times, good I'm times. I busy after that. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing shows every at Jersey show, man. Yo, that's what how it is. How long ago was that? Like when you got 
started getting paid to do shows? Uh, I think that was 2016. It's an awesome story, actually, because I had just got, I worked, at, I was a sales rep for Rocky Mountain ATV, and I had just got fired a week before Clint called me. And uh, so I got fired. The first thing I did was I went straight and rode my dirt bike. That's all I wanted to do is just ride. So, and then Clint called me a week later and he was like, "Hey, can you come uh, fill in in the show in New Jersey next week?" And I'm like, "Dude, yeah." So, um, I went up there and did that show, and I pretty much had a show every single weekend since uh, September 2016. Wow. There you go. That's awesome. It's been I'm, good. I'm connecting right. people, Nick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. That's how it worked for me, and then Clint fired me. Nobody fired you. Oh, we gave you a company I card. You I, will, I will finish you. I made you, Nick. <laughs> I will finish you. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's got his bike in the house. If I can see him, right? There's a bike behind you, what? Yep. <laughs> We're in the garage. We're in the, the heated part of the garage. Look at that. Fancy shit. What is going on? Why don't you just finish painting over there? Uh, I don't want to paint. I don't care. <laughs> Put a poster <laughs> over it. Rustic chic or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mudded it one time and that was as far as I got. Nice. Um, are you working on... Uh, have you been to pits or anything? Or you, what, what's your plan? Like, uh, how far do you want to take this thing? Uh, as far as it'll go, I'm in and out of the pit. Um, I usually don't get enough time either away from shows or working to go to the pit. Sometimes I feel like I make excuses, but then when I go, I'm, when I want to go to the pit, I have time to go to the pit. So, um, it, I, it, I guess it's kind of a topic. I can either go to uh, uh, Hartsville or, or there's a phone pit in California. Uh, 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 and uh, I've been in and out of his, but I just don't have enough time, man. I'd like to do uh, flip shows, but I can't get enough time in the pit to actually get them dialed and ready to go. I, I've done them full gaps. I've done, I've done little gaps. I've done full gaps, but. I'm not really comfortable enough to do them in a show. I'd like to get some experience in a pit uh, before I actually take them to the show. I don't want to crash and hurt in a show. It's kind of... Yeah. Uh, I did I did flips to dirt for probably six months everywhere I practiced before I committed to a show. Yeah, see, that's what I'd like to do. There's a lot of guys that just... They'll do it into the pit. They won't even take it to dirt. They'll go straight to... We're all kind of sketchy, but I don't want to be that sketchy. Like I want to, I want to be doing it for a while and not kill myself before I get there. Yeah, for sure. I I think that that's a very good plan. Um, a lot of dudes I know, guys that were just like, I gotta do everything now. You know, I gotta, I gotta be flipping and. Um, you know, sometimes it works out, but sometimes, uh, most of the time, people end up hurting themselves and then they back off, you know, so. Yeah. They get called crazy all the time, but I'm actually one of the most cautious people you meet. Yeah. And nobody, nobody understands that unless, I mean, unless you're doing the same thing we're doing and you're just trying to be safe. 
But, yeah, I, I'm really cautious. I'm taking my time with it. I don't want to bust myself up and not be able to do it at all. Yeah, for sure. That's good. Um, there you go. There's Superman. I can just see the top of his head. Oh. <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Sorry, Spider-Man. I forgot which uh, right. costume he had on. Here, <laughs> spill this drink. That's typical. Did you watch Supercross, Trevor? Yeah. Uh, this past weekend, I was very, uh, I was very happy with that podium. Yeah, I. <laughs> I called, well, I called uh, Anderson the week before as well, but yeah, I knew. He would do for it, man. He deserves it. Well, and here's the thing is that he's still not really expected to be a title contender, so he doesn't have that pressure early in the year right now, and he's still young and hungry. I figured this week, especially like last week and this week, that Roxon was going to be, you know, just trying to play safe and make sure he made it through the first couple of rounds and be be there you know so i didn't figure yeah. i figured if uh like it happened if anderson happened to come with a big head of steam he wasn't going to try to grab a handful and keep up with him yeah anderson came from the back he was in like <clears throat> eighth or ninth on the start right and yeah i thought i thought roxon had it because he was out front and he was he led like half the race and then um I figured he'd had it, and then Anderson comes out of nowhere. He's, like, passing the whole pack, and then, bam, he passes Roxon, too. Yeah. I'm not mad. I mean, I like Roxon, but I like, I like Anderson, too, so. Yeah. Uh, I think Barsha deserved it, too. He at least deserved to be on the podium. He hasn't I, won anything since 2012, I think. <laughs> 13, I think oh. they said. But, you um. See, uh, yeah. You see Barsha's rack in practice? I've seen a, pit, a still no, of it. That was it. it. Yeah, I didn't see it, but it looked like he got wadded up decently. Yeah, head first. Yeah, the bike was getting him. Still got on the podium. <laughs> yeah, dude, that. it's actually really cool seeing him uh, step up and just podium two times in a row when he hasn't done that in a long ass time. I know. I think he's matured a little bit. He used to be really aggressive, and it he would either he would either fall out or he'd be dead last and I, I he's just matured as a rider i think he's uh he's got his head straighter than it used to be well and you know that when guys like tomac and muskin go out uh it gives other people some hope you know because you inevitably place yourself mentally in certain positions you know in front or behind people and yeah. uh once you mentally once you finally believe that you can beat somebody, a lot of time that's all it takes. Yeah. Yeah, I think it kind of boosted his confidence a little bit. Yeah. Boosken's crash was nasty. I, I kind of liked that he was knocked out, but it was still nasty. That's got to suck. What ended up happening with that? Did he break something or just dislocate? I didn't see anything. I didn't even see that it was for sure dislocated. I don't know. That was just my guess, because he just held it. Arvin Muskan, injury update. Nick's got it pulled up, too. <clears throat> Will somebody read it to us? He crashed in the heat 
says, after qualifying third day, I went down hard in the whoops in my heat race. I landed on my left shoulder. I felt really beat up. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to line up for the rest of the night. Uh, but I will get checked up as soon as I get home, and I will know more the next few days. That's it. And that's from today, I think. Thanks. Oh, that's two days ago. It looked like his elbow was stuck. I think his shoulder was stuck, and he was just yeah, just holding his arm that way because uh, it was comfortable or something. But he kept trying to move his uh, shoulder. He never tried tried to move his elbow. I know, but his elbow just looked like it was just. It did like look it weird. Like he held it like at the same angle the whole time, but he kept trying to lift his arm up, and it wouldn't go back. So I think he was like trying to pop it back in or something. Yeah. He went down pretty hard and got up. He looked like he wasn't freaking out. He just looked like he was trying to pop it back in. <coughs> I know. And he it's says, not... no, I can no do this. No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I think that's as much French as we know. That's my French. He's like, ah, say la vie. I heard the shoulder. <laughs> that's it. I'm out. Hmm. <laughs> Did you guys see Christian Craig's ankle? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he had, he had like a he huge... Huh? He still raced. Yeah, did he... Uh, he still raced, dude. Did he pop that thing or what? He said he just sprained it. it. Yeah, but look yeah, at it. just a sprained ankle. How'd he get that uh, boot? Yeah, that's what I want to know. You can't strap the boot over that. Yeah, he just smashed it down with the he boot. He popped it, dude, like a zit. He just smashed it down. The thing, though, is that you know the whole time he was riding it was jiggling around and shit. Imagine going through, imagine going through whoops with that thing jiggling around on your ankle. I would have held my foot up and like hovered it above the peg. And the whoops? That sounds like a horrible plan. Probably having no. his boot on was the best um, scenario for him. Yeah, Probably. I mean, I've done that when you take your boot off and then all of a sudden it just swells instantly. I've actually done a show with a broken foot. I was messing around on a pit bike before the show. And the pit, pit bike landed on my foot sideways, and it just, it, it, it cracked the bone in my foot. And I didn't get x-rays until I got home, but what I did was I put my boot on. I could barely get my boot on. I put it on, and I strapped my ankle really, really tight. So it would kind of, it, it kind of held my foot from the bottom of my boot. It held it up over top of the bottom of my boot. So I, I, did, I did a show with a broken foot, and I got home, and uh, they, had a, they said I had a small fracture in it. I was on crutches for like four weeks after that, but uh, if I didn't do the show, I wasn't going to get paid, and I couldn't have got home, so I kind of had to do the show, but uh, it worked. It worked. Yeah, I've had that. kind of hurt, but it worked. I've like jammed my ankle or sprained it or something and had to have somebody start my bike up so that I could ride it because I couldn't kick it. You know, I could ride, but I couldn't kick yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> start this thing. I need to get hurt. Yeah. Well, that's what it was. Like, when I landed, I'd do, like you said, I'd kind of pick the, my one foot up. 
and just land on yeah. my other foot and yeah. hold it with my knee, with my knees, because it was, you know, yeah. the bike would try to lean over. So I just squeeze with my knees, but I'm not going through whoops Dedication, like that. <laughs> no, it's, you got to get paid, like you said. <laughs> Dedication is being Dedication of paying your bills. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Dedication of food, man. I gotta eat. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <clears throat> well, do you need to get back in there and like make CBD for your patients? Nah, we're good for a while. Actually, we got the machine running, and it runs for about two hours, and then we shut it down. So. Uh, we'll get it up. We we actually just now got it up and running. So I got about <coughs> maybe an hour. I'll go back in there and check on it. So it looks like we're talking to like a FBI like surveillance van. Like the face is glowing blue. <laughs> talking about CBD oil and stuff. Yeah, he's trying to bust that place. <laughs> right now he's surveilling it. He's like they usually run cycles of about two hours. <laughs> We're going to wait for them to unload it out of the machine and we're going to storm in there. <laughs> we're going to get it live. Yeah, yeah. Take us in there. Is it like in a um, some kind of special building where your phone doesn't work or what? It's a, No, it, I mean, it's in a warehouse. It's like about 500 feet from here. Nice. But I can't move in there, so... That's probably why. Top secret <laughs> shit. It's gotta be fairly high security, right? All that pot stuff is. Uh, believe it or not, it's just me and this other dude in there. <laughs> there's there's really nobody even watching it. They have cameras in there, but. Is it so <laughs> far away that I want a job where you, I just set a machine for two hours and then fucking drink a soda? Yeah. That'd be noticeable. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's really nice. Nice. Uh, we'll, we'll set up the machine and then watch dirt bike videos until it's done. Sick. Or yeah. throw tennis balls around, whichever one seems more fun at the time. Have you ever um, had some kind of emergency where you had to go in and shut the system down? And... <laughs> system no, shut down, I, system I, I shut down. That. I've had kind of a kind of a mishap. I wasn't really thinking, and uh, I forgot to shut the valve off. So I go and I'm opening the vessel, and um, there's marijuana <laughs> everywhere. Like PSI on it. <laughs> so I go to open it, and it just it popped open and spews hemp all over the place. Like it, <laughs> it's raining cannabis all over me. And I, I probably still this was like two weeks ago. I probably still smell like weed because of. Sounds amazing. Did they grow it by you guys? Where is it legal to grow? Did they, they grow it out there? Or, or where are you at? That, is it legal or they got to ship it in? It's legal because, well, I mean, it's, it's hemp, really. It's just, it, it doesn't have THC in it. Oh, okay. It's got the CBD, but the CBD is legal around here. Um, I thought hemp was legal to grow. <clears throat> what pot? I thought hemp was illegal to grow. Without, um, I guess it's not around here. <laughs> um, 
so I have no idea. Maybe I need to do more research. So then, what is hemp? Is hemp like the plant before they separate the males and the females and all that stuff, or after they, uh, you know, because they only get the flowers to like uh, be fertilized or whatever, right? Yeah, uh, you know, see, I should know this considering I worked in, but I have no idea. I will help you out. I'm going to have to research it now. It's between sativa and indica, and that's about it. <laughs> it's in between those two? Is that what you said? No, I just know the difference between oh. the two. That's all. Uh, I don't know anything else about it. See, I, I know don't... how to prep the vessels. That's it. Yeah. I don't... How'd, you find yourself with this... How'd you find yourself with this job? Um... One of my buddies works there. He lives in Winchester, and he was like, hey, you need a job to get you through winter. And I'm like, dude, yeah, I've been looking for a job to get me through winter. So he uh, he was like, all right, well, I've been needing some help. Uh, come over here and help me out. Or He was like, come over here, and we'll like we'll let you have an interview. So I, met, I went and met with the main guys, and they were like, what's your name? I'm like, Trevor Carmel. He was like, all right, come sign this paper. And... Uh, Y'all can go to the warehouse and go ahead and start up the vessels and learn what you need to learn. I'm like, uh, okay, <laughs> that, that's cool. Like, barely said two words to me, and I got a job, and I'm like, okay. All right, well, free money. <laughs> yeah. How like, long? i paid to learn for the past month. About cannabis? Or about uh, hemp, no, I mean? the vessels that the cannabis goes in. I don't know nothing about the cannabis. <clears throat> He's a God-fearing young man, Nick, just like you. I'd stick to that story. Cause the whole <laughs> <before>. <laughs> I don't know nothing about cannabis. I was operating a vessel. I thought it was oregano. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was parsley flakes, guys. I didn't know. <laughs> 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 They're going to rent a place, and they like, who hired you? These two guys? I don't know. I talked to them for two minutes. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor Cartmill, cannabis kingpin. Yeah. Or, or CIA yeah. operative. Which one? Dude, the back of this van looks like a, a CIA operation van. It's I know. Hot. I just put insulation in it, and it looks like it's like the reflective. Um, I don't know what it's called. It's here. They're in Apollo 13. Hold up. Dude. Did you land on the moon yet, or what? <laughs> He's growing weed in the back of his van. <laughs> this whole operation takes place under his, in his van. And then he puts the weed outside on the ground, and he drives his back tire of his van up on it. And whatever gets squeezed out. I'll make it CBD oil. <laughs> I'm saving lives. I'm not making my case very well. <laughs> no, we just built up a whole story. It was easy. I mean, I tell people it's insulation, but it's actually like alien repellent. They don't read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a tinfoil hat. <laughs> yeah, that's when he goes back and tweets about the government. <laughs> they can't yeah. track me. I was in my tinfoiled room. <laughs> 
This is awesome. We're getting in the conspiracy theory territory. Yeah. When you're when your phone froze up, Trevor, we come up with a whole story about you growing this weed inside your van, then parking it, the tire on top of the weed, and it whatever it squeezed out, you used as oil. <laughs> That's the fifteen hundred psi. Yeah. <laughs> well, I figure I got about fifteen hundred pounds on that tire. <laughs> How convenient! It's a good idea. I like the idea. Yeah. Dude, you could make four different setups and put it under each tire. <laughs> yeah. It'll be kind of like, it'll be my, like my side business when I go to shows. I can, uh, I'll do the shows and then meet the guys and I'll be like, hey, you're not. Selling CBD to carnies? Yeah. You have inflammation? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, bro, you got any of that inflammation? I got what you need. You know every freestyle motocrosser would be buying it by, like, the pound. Oh, yeah. You have to sell your bike just to make more room in the van. <laughs> For CBD. You know, you know what you need to do is you need to make a CBD beer, okay? Because then you've got every freestyler on lock. It helps with inflammation. I feel, like already, I feel like that already exists. Yeah. There's got to be a CBD drink already. Probably. You might not have alcohol in it, but there's got to be a drink. Well, don't they give CBD to, like, kids with cancer and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't get you high or anything, right? It's just... Yeah, it's not psychoactive. Um, and they give it to... There is a thing where these kids have... Um, actually, a girl that I went to school with had a kid that was having seizures and stuff as an infant and because uh weed of any type uh was illegal in new jersey at the time she wasn't able to get the kid cbd oils and it's shown that other people that kids that have had the same thing and had a ton of seizures when given the cbd oil will go down to like uh in the single digits or none you know after a while and they wouldn't let they wouldn't let her get them, and uh, eventually the kid ended up dying. Oh, no, uh, that's not good. So, that's sorry to bring everybody down. You made your point. We need, what I, my point is we need, all need weed. What he's saying is, Kurt, Trevor, I'm just going to Kurt. Trevor's saving the world. Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah. And if they do... And if they did wear a cape, it'd be made of hemp. Indestructible <laughs> hemp. That's it. I need to get on this meme. It's you with a hemp cape just saving fucking babies. Uh, if it's going to be made of hemp, it might as well just go ahead and make it a poncho. Oh, hemp poncho. That's awesome. <laughs> no, that's the symbol yeah. for... That's the international symbol for I have weed. <laughs> He is. He is weed. You can I buy weed. hemp ponchos, actually made, but they don't. You couldn't tell they're hemp. They just look like standard ponchos. Doesn't matter. We know that you can break a little bit off of that thing and smoke it. We know. Or you could squeeze it and get your CBDs out of it. They're squeezed it pretty hard. Fifteen hundred psi. I know it. <laughs> 
Yeah. What time is it? What time is it? Chinaman. We're gonna to to five thousand. Oh shit. Um, I saw. So what happened with that uh, picture with you jumping with just a mask on? Oh yeah, I was gonna ask you guys. Uh, how you'd like that picture you used. Uh, it was like, I, it was actually the day of Halloween. I was like, I kept seeing um, pictures of people doing Halloween posts and all that. And I'm like, you know what, let's go out to this ramp. I've got a purge mask. And I did the jump like probably four or five times to get the shot. But it's so sketchy. It, I only had it like at like a 55-foot gap because I didn't have boots or a helmet on. So mm-hmm. it was kind of scary, and I couldn't really see. I had, like, um, maybe an inch worth of vision right there in my eyes. It was it was sketchy, but it looked cool. It turned yeah. out pretty cool. Yeah, cool. Every time you see somebody without a helmet, though, it sketches me out. Yo, uh... I didn't I did not do it. I would not recommend that to anybody. Did your mom and dad see that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mom, my mom does not like. I mean, she'll she'll support my dreams and all that, but she wishes I did not have that dream. Yeah, a lot of parents do. They're gonna have to grow up. That's what I say. Grow up, parents. Stop acting like a child. That's right. Um. So when we used to, when I had the riding spot in Georgia, we would ride and I always had a bottle of Jim Beam in the truck. So then we'd take a couple of sips when we got done. Well, then Austin and Ray would have a couple of drinks and get all charged up. And then they'd go out back out in their sneakers and stuff and do like KODs and bar hops. And Ray's just like, it's so easy to do bar hops and sneakers, man. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I wish we could just ride yeah. like this all the time. You know, like, uh, <laughs> until you roll your ankle into yeah. just oblivion. Dude, you, would, you would crush your foot or your ankle or your leg. I'm sure it would be easier to do bar hops, but if you even catch a shoestring on your uh, on your cable or something, you're done. Dude, have you, you're seen, done. have you seen the pictures of people with their boot stuck between the swing arm and the tire? Uh, the, yes. Or the fucking tire? Dude. How does that even happen? Because that fucking thing is broken really bad. But my thing is that I know my my leg was just stuck underneath my motorcycle. I had to pick my bike back up and pull it out. Imagine if you were just stuck like that for like a half an hour waiting for them to get that out. That makes me want to fucking throw up. (laughs) (laughs) Cry. Ah, this sounds fucking horrible. Worst day ever. <laughs> That's awful. That happened to Andrew Short and uh, Supercross last year on the start. Like, dude was sitting there giving it gas, and his legs stuck <clears throat> in between the uh, the tire and the mud flap, whatever. Oh, yeah, it, and it's pulling him in. It was nasty, dude. Yeah. I would rather break a bone than that happen. Oh. I did that to myself. I <clears throat> got stuck in the back wheel, and it dragged me across Guyanese pavement for... 50 feet. Uh, no. The bike wouldn't even no. tip over. It just kept tugging me along. It was so using you as a kickstand. <laughs> yeah, 
Anybody watch you hockey? Ask you at shows. Where's your kickstand on your bike? Yeah, and I tell them if a motorcycle has a kickstand, it's gay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a race machine, son. We ain't got no kickstands. Like, Where do you race it? I don't race. I race it around this fucking arena floor. <laughs> do <you> tricks. <laughs> Don't get racing at the ramp because they always ask you what gear you're in, and then when you tell them second, they're like second gear. They think you're hitting it like fourth gear. Yeah. Yeah, try that and let me know how that works out. Yeah, what are you in? The, what are you in fourth gear? And I'm like, hell no, we're in second. And they're like, no way. Oh. Been like neutral path throttle, man. I actually cruise at it really fast and then just shift into neutral. This coast. Huh. <laughs> That's like how. I'm um, bad at overhitting, man. So. Huh? I need to. I should be hitting it at first. I'm so bad at overhitting uh, metal landings. I'm fine on dirt, but on metal, I'm so bad at it. Like. Yeah. Sketches I'll be playing it either yeah. Spot. yeah, you're just mentally I'm doing it. You need to just calm uh, down. What's your gear? What What are you riding? Two fifty or four fifty? I'm on a four fifty now, and I've got my sprocket pretty dialed in now. I've got it really hot. I think I got like fifty three or fifty four on the back. Okay. So after I put that on there, it helped out a lot. I didn't do it as much, but before that, man, I was doing a circus show this time last year, and uh, I messed my hands up so bad, like it, it didn't break anything, but the was so bad my my hand looked it actually looked like a turtle it swelled it's it swelled up like this so <laughs> i mean it went all the way all the way up to the knuckles of my fingers like it that's how bad it was swollen it was stupid i couldn't hey, was, that, was that in fort wayne um no i did over jump one in fort wayne too and i landed i <laughs> was landed that went straight into the wall but were you with Dino and Dan? What I'm talking about is in St. Louis. Oh. Huh? Were you with Dino and Dan in Fort Wayne? Yes. Uh, All right. Yeah, I was at that. Now there? I know where. Yeah, well, I went there to watch him because Dan and Dino called me. It's only like a couple hours from my house. And then right. uh, I was watching it like the day before and I watched, I think you had a helmet cam of it or something. Yeah. And I was having like a flashback watching it. Dude, I slammed that wall and it broke my front. It broke my front brake lever. So the first jump, I crashed, slammed into the wall. Front brake lever's broken. So I do the rest of the show without a front brake. So every time I would land, I would like hit my back brake, slide into the wall, slam the wall, come back around, do it again. Like I slammed the wall after every time I landed. Yeah, so, I um. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Uh, we did a circus and, uh, <clears throat> I went a teeny bit long first jump. Couldn't stop before there was a roll up door. So I just turned my bike totally sideways and slid into the wall and it just hit the, hit yep. the bottom of it and then ejected me back off. But when it did, it landed on my front brake and pushed the piston in so far. Like Yamaha's had an issue where if you pushed the front brake in super far, it would tear the seal. So that was it. There was no front brake. Same thing. So second hit, I'm like, I'm just going to hang my back wheel up at the top of the landing and try and just drag my brakes down the whole downside. 
Didn't yeah. work at all. As soon as I hit the concrete, I just sped back up. I smoked into the door again. So there was a door like to the side of it, like a regular, or there was two regular doors, like a, just a double door. Because it was in uh, Wisconsin yeah. and it had to have been like 10 degrees outside, if that. So um, they w- they had two of the uh, the floor guys at the circus standing at the doors, and they would just wait until I would land, and then they would push the doors open, and I would go outside <laughs> into the parking lot and turn around and come back in. I did that all weekend because I could not find the rebuild kit for that master cylinder yeah. wherever we were. Yeah, <laughs> that sucks. I got lucky. I only had to do that one show without a. Without a front brake, Dan had a uh, Dan had an extra bike in his lander, so we just took the front brake off of it and put it on my bike. So I got lucky. Yeah, yeah, but this was just a yeah, weird. The one in St. Louis... Huh? Huh? The uh... one in St. Louis when I the one I went long out in St. Louis, and I messed up my hand real bad. Um, I I ran straight into the bleachers, and if there wasn't um. You know the big blue padding things that they put along the walls in the arena? Yeah. If it wasn't for one of those, I went straight in between the where the bleachers split. Like, my bike went straight in between it, and there was a padding over it, so thank God the padding was there, because if I didn't, if it, if it wasn't there, I'd be probably dead right now. Padding saved my life. It, it hurt my hands, but that was it. <laughs> I, Where was I was this probably taking my head off. <laughs> Where were you at? St. Louis. I was with Tim and Jad, I think, in St. Louis. It was this time last year. I saw uh, Tim smoke the bleachers one time, and I, I've never seen, like, Tim never really crashed. I remember just laughing my ass off, and then he just, <laughs> he just like, tipped over and just stayed there. I was like, gosh, shit. Then he was done, and then it was <laughs> Me and Goodyear were like, shit, this is all on us. There's no flipper. People are going to be pissed. They're coming to see a flipper. <laughs> I've only seen him crash once, and he wasn't even jumping, man. We were coming out for a monster truck show. Tim, <laughs> if you're watching this, I'm sorry, but i got to tell the story. <laughs> Just for in- intros for a monster truck show. So I'm riding a wheelie one way. Tim's riding a wheelie the other way. And... Uh, Tim didn't get the back brake, so he kind of went backwards a little bit, slid on his butt. It's just on a wheelie, man. How do you crash a wheelie? The wheelie does like speed Yeah. I laughed at him all night for that one. That was just, it was like a sold-out crowd, dude. There were so many people there. <laughs> we were doing a, uh, an intro. We were in uh, Phoenix, and he's like, hey, we got to get up early. we got to do a, a news thing. And we had to get up at like 5 30, 6 o'clock, and then we went out the night before. So it was like, yep. we had like three hours of sleep. Yep. And it was that big Phoenix, whatever stadium is, football. And we're just, he's like, all right, we, we get there. We're an hour early. So then we finally get to ride. So we're just ripping around. We're kind of half, half awake from the night before. And I just remember, like, I'm in a wheelie, and then. Tim is in like fifth gear across the whole stadium, <laughs> and I noticed somebody's like right in front of me, almost smoked me on like morning news with you know Cassandra or whatever. It would have been, he didn't, but it would have been hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. I was like, all right, we're done, we're done. 
<clears throat> um, I crashed. I hate about circus shows. You always have to be up so early in the morning. You've got to be riding at like 8 a.m. Yeah. I was like, yeah. man, I wouldn't have quit racing if I knew I'd have to be up at 8 a.m. riding again. Exactly. I'm a freestyle rider. I don't ride till like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Exactly. We got bamboozled by the circus. Yeah, that's for that's sure. Because right. they're like, we'll pay you for th- 30 weeks. And you're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I crashed on uh, a concrete floor trying to, we went out and I was uh, clearing my bike out. I went past the ramp. Like I went past, like just run at the ramp and w- went to go around it. And there was oil on the ground from one of the monster trucks. And my front end just hit it, and that was it. The next thing I knew, I was just sliding across the floor. Didn't even do anything. Didn't even do a wheelie or anything. I literally just ran past the ramp and then just slid across the ground. It was just like... (laughs) Yeah, there was a big puddle of oil, and like as soon as my tire touched, I was on the brakes. And as soon as I touched it, that was it. I was sliding. Yep. That's all I do. Nothing you can do. Wait it out. Yeah, wait to stop. I like slid into the um, crusher cars because, you know, we were like jumping in between (laughs) them. So I just like slid into the cars. That's great. We were supposed to have snow. Originally, I didn't even figure we'd be doing a podcast because we're supposed to have snow. I was told I'd be plowing at 10 o'clock tonight. And then um, they pushed it back. So then he said tomorrow morning. But where I plow is down by the city, and it's like five, ten degrees warmer there. So they hardly ever get snow. What? What city? Somebody needs to come plow my house. I have about ten inches of snow right now. Uh, I have to park. I live up a big hill. I have to park my van at the bottom of the hill. And uh, my house and my bike is at the top, so it doesn't look like it's gonna. It's not gonna dry out by the time I leave for the show. I have to leave tomorrow night, so it looks like I'm gonna be taking my bike down the hill in ten inches of snow, and it's probably not gonna end well. Come on, we do that stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't like it. I hate it. You're in Tennessee, or where are you at? Kentucky. 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 We're in Kentucky. Uh, Eastern, Central Eastern. Are you by like uh, is there a Pikeville or something out there? Yeah, that's way eastern. I'm I'm kind of close to Lexington. Okay, because we did that one show. I'm like talking about Lexington. We were in Pikeville. And it was like we were wearing you know sweatshirts and stuff, and then right before the last show, it just started dumping snow, and I remember it took us forever to get home because it was. Everybody yeah. driving around two-wheel drive, just spinning out. And yeah. That was nice. Yeah. The weather changes so fast, dude. It'll be 70 degrees, and two days later, it'll be a blizzard. It's ridiculous. I like that. Yeah, but when they get snow down there, Nick, it just shuts everything down. Panic. Pan- they're like, ah. Yeah, we, don't we don't do snow. Yeah. That's, everybody south of what- central Illinois panics when it snows. Well, and the thing is that they don't have, um, they don't have, uh, like plows and salters and stuff like that. So 
the snow just immediately, like as soon as you drive over it, turns to ice, and that's it. All the roads are just solid ice. Yeah, it packs it down, and none of us is, we're not prepared for, we don't get it that much. Well, that's the, here's the thing, is that, <clears throat> like, you can't drive on ice, and when you don't put salt down and don't have plows, that's inevitably what snow that's driven over is going to turn into. So... Right. There's nothing you can do, you know, even having a, a four-wheel drive truck, if you got on a steep enough hill with enough <laughs> ice, it's not going to make a fucking difference, you know, so it's like, now you've set up people that don't know how to drive in snow to drive on ice with two-wheel drive vehicles, now it's like just a disaster. Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. It's how Georgia was. Backs up on booze because you just stay home. You don't have to fucking go get stuck in a ditch. You guys don't stay home. You only stay home if it's like three feet and over. I know, but we always have it just in case you get snowed in for a minute. And we stay home when it's three inches here. Dude, I've. In Georgia, I've been stuck at home. Well, I mean, I drove around, but nothing was open for two days. Over yeah. like three inches. <laughs> it was sick. It was fun. I like it when everything shuts down. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that is kind of fun. You just camp out in your own house. Yeah, you know, nobody's going to do anything. Nobody's expecting to do anything. Yeah, I agree with that. I was supposed to have graphics shipped to me today. Uh, I was supposed to get a package in the mail, have my graphics in it. So I'm waiting all day, and uh, they never show up. So I checked the tracking number, and it says no access. So basically, what they did was they showed up at my house, looked at my driveway, and said, "Nah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna walk up that. So we're just gonna take it back to the post office. And just put it in the van." Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. You're stuffing it in the mailbox. Like, I'll increase it later. Just let me have it. Nope. And not many things are more exciting than waiting on graphics. I don't know what it is. Like, anytime I got graphics in it, I'd look at the picture of what I ordered like 20 times a day until it finally comes in. Yeah. Because you know you're going to make your bike look sweet. But I still have graphics on the wall that I took off the bike. Do you have any graphics yeah. on there now? I, yeah, I've seen your graphics on the wall there. I got nothing on the bike. Yeah, there is. I like it like that. This? Yeah. That's something. There's a dog? Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a after me right now. Somebody just knocked on my van. I think it was an alien. Was it your CIA boys? <laughs> you know, it, it could have been. It was a loud thump. I don't think they liked me talking about what I was talking about. Uh-oh. <laughs> Better watch hey, it. Thing, I got the tinfoil, though. There you go. They you can't... Go in your tinfoil shack. <laughs> Government can't bypass tinfoil. That's right. Here it is. He's going to tinfoil his head so they can't get his thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) 
You know, now we can talk about conspiracy theories. Hey, have you ever tried to go to uh, Fort Knox? It's close to here now. I've never tried to go. Um, I'm pretty sure security there. Yeah, he filled that van up. Nope. It's like a full-on rape van. Nobody <laughs> would know because you had tinfoil in there. Right, but, you know, they know about the tinfoil, so... There's no gold in Fort Knox. You need gold and tinfoil. <laughs> gold. Little sheets of gold. You gotta get that out of Fort Knox. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. You just eat it. Like gold saliva. Yeah. And you sneak it out. Oh, that makes me want to puke. Goldschlager? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. It's just alcohol and sugar and gold. Yeah. The three necessities of the human body. <laughs> it's what humans <laughs> crave. <laughs> alcohol, sugar, gold. Mm. Alcohol, sugar, and gold makes the world go round. Yeah. Pretty much. That's portable right there. Yeah. <laughs> and opiates. Or if <laughs> we'll go with the amphetamines, because I think more people at this point are on Adderall, probably. As many are as on pain pills, I think there's probably more on Adderall. Uh, not here. You can't. You can't find anything like that here. It, here, it's either heroin or uh, Xanax. What do you mean? You just go to the doctor, and then they give you Adderall. Yeah, the best drugs come from doctors. And then when you run out, then you start searching out Xanax and uh, heroin. Yeah. Well, the doctors here, when you run out, they give you more. I, when I had my surgery on my collarbone. Um, I went back for a checkup. I was done with my pills and everything anymore. And he was like, you want another refill, dude? I'm like, I wanted to say yes, but I was like, you know what? No, <laughs> just no, I don't, I don't need another one. I needed so, your I, doctor because I, I needed Those another refill. With, uh, hemp. Huh? Those doctors know they're competing with hemp. So they're like, fuck, we're going to lose them. Yeah. A market. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. He goes. Well, these kids are gonna have an addiction to something that doesn't kill them. Does your hemp? <laughs> does your hemp make you feel like this? <laughs> That's smart though. How many dirt bikers have like disappeared because you know pain pills? Yeah, kind of too many. Most. <laughs> I think it's population control, man. Pharmaceuticals is population control. There we go. Now he's. Now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's money it's control. It's money and population. The less people you got, the more money you got. You kill them all off after you take all their money. It's true, but I heard that there's a law now that if they do a test and you figure out that your kid has Down syndrome, you're not allowed to abort it. So, what? does that mean that you can? If, it, was... if it's not Down syndrome, then you can, but you can't yeah, if it is? I was just talking about that last night because they asked us with my daughter, you want to do this test? And I'm like, what's the test for? And it's like for Down syndrome. I'm like, 
what's the what's the point of that? They're like, well, some people don't keep it if it has Down syndrome. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, so if you didn't do the test, all of a sudden you, you I don't know, that just seemed like the craziest thing to me. Like, you're having a kid. You just fucking raise it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I think that we have a problem in society where we save everything. And we're getting overloaded with people, and myself included, like, probably from the infection, I would have died 100 years ago. But now I didn't, and now I'm another person on the system, you know? Yeah, but the United States isn't overpopulated. Places that don't do that are overpopulated. India, China. Places that don't do what? Keep people alive when they should keep them alive, like... We have access to all that stuff. And so we say alive. India and China, people are just dropping, but they're just, that's overpopulated. It's not that they should do that there either. You but gotta pick and choose. You gotta let some people go, Nick. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, Down <laughs> people don't die when they're born. No, but if they're, they're not. They're just going to take away incubators. I, I, that makes more sense than abort Down syndrome people. There you go. But, so then what are we going to do? We need to come up with a whole industry for Down syndrome people to do so that they can be profitable for the government. For the government. This is the start of, hey, your kid's got Down syndrome, we'll abort them. And everybody goes, okay, we'll agree to that. And like, hey, your kid's going to be kind of stupid. We'll abort them. Then they can just talk to you and like, hey, he might be a jerk. I don't know. And then they they can control the population. Yeah, but they need to. CBD oil to anybody. But they need to. What? Control the population. No, they don't. Who are you working for? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the <laughs> earth is... Done. Here's the Whose thing, though. Whose house are you in, Quinn? What? Whose house are you in? I'm in a CIA van, but whose house <laughs> are you in? What are you working for? <laughs> Yo, I got tinfoil on the windows. Don't worry about it. <laughs> We have wire internet because they couldn't satellite it in because I tinfoiled the whole place. And you buried the the wire extra deep. So that I could talk about population control. He's been hanging out with Bill Gates. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, I'm going to be off too. Don't worry about it. But there's (laughs) there's too many people for this place. Well then, all right, cool. Then they got to come get me. And then I feel like that's the best way to do it. Whoever can't fight them off, then you get off. They die. I think yeah. I think that what they're going to do, that's why they just, when these hurricanes hit and stuff, they just don't come in for a while. They're like, listen, if you're do, too dumb to just leave, we're just going to let you sit there. Hopefully a couple of, we lose a couple of you guys. We don't got to support you. If you weren't, if you didn't. That's fair enough. If you didn't get out of the way of this major storm, then we're sorry. It's also why, like, they shame preppers and try to make it like, oh, we do a prepper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You must be crazy if you have more than two days worth of food in your home, even though you could have a hurricane or something and be stuck for fucking three weeks. Like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> All right, cool. We figured it out. Two months worth of food in their underground bunk and then Yeah. Hell yeah. And then they do, and then they go, this guy rates a 10 because he has 
ammo and security and blah, blah, blah. But in all reality, his score should drop to zero because he was just on the fucking show Preppers and let everybody in with cameras to film everything. <laughs> yeah. That dude's a true Prepper. That's his, that's his like, uh, his prank bunker. He's like, yeah, come check it out. Yeah, yeah. It's way over here. Yeah, he's like, this is just where I got my spare survival shit over here in this bunker. <laughs> Where's your real bunker? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't got no real bunker. <laughs> so Trevor, where's your real bunker? Um, I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> not the van? The van he's in is armor-plated. The van he's in is armor-plated. It has no computers working the motor or anything. It's just... It's four wires. There's there's a power negative off his battery. That's it. Nobody can control him from outer space. My truck's fucked. They could slow me down to five miles an hour. See, that's my truck. I got that old-school 7.3. It just takes itself out if it gets below freezing. <laughs> <laughs> You're just... The government can't control you. You're just killing the earth. That's fine. I'm just... Listen, my truck shoots fake cat pee into the exhaust so that it doesn't send out more harmful emissions into the world. <laughs> fake cat pee? Like there's a... They can't harvest cat pee from somewhere? <laughs> no. No. They can't... There's no... They can't find cats. We could take cats and put them in Trevor's presser things <laughs> at the 200 PSI and be a cat pee. No, I think that we should just convince yeah. some um, little old cat women that we need to harvest their cat pee and voila. Cat farms. Cat farms. Cat farms. We're harvesting cat pee, dude. This, this is the this is why you need to listen to all the podcasts, Trevor, because we just go off on rants with everyone that make no sense at all. Uh, for the cat under fifteen hundred psi, let's get the pee out of it. <laughs> well, no. What see? What we're gonna do is we're gonna bioengineer their bladder to pee at fifteen hundred psi. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. They're going to have um, hybrid mechanical pee holes. People are laughing at us, but... It's going to be like urine yeah. injection. They're going to laugh until we got straight cats just sitting on top of the motor <laughs> shooting straight urine injection into the damn exhaust at 1500 PSI. And we're synthetic cat pee. That's right. We're El Natural, son. Yeah. Oh, shit. Guys, I couldn't handle that. Well, you can't operate our cat pee extractor. (laughs) I forgot to get on uh, YouTube and see what uh, Danny D. Wayne said. We need to... um, We'll probably just have to... uh, get rid of Trevor since he's no good to work in our system since he he doesn't have the heart to harvest cat pay. Can we put him down? So in our new world new world order that Nick and I run, 
You're out, Trevor. I'm sorry. You had one job. You had one job to do. Harvest cat pee. Put you to sleep. <laughs> no, we're just if you get sick, we'll just give him placebo. Not the real CBD. <laughs> It'll be like, this is cough medicine. It's really Goldschlager. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alcohol, sugar, gold. He says Trevor's in his bunker. He just disguised it to look like a van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's genius. You are a genius, Trevor. We're actually underground right now. <laughs> He calls it. He calls that the cockpit. <laughs> Bit of cock. Are you in the driver's seat? I am. You are. I thought you were sitting in the back until just re- recently. I realized. What are you doing? Making CBD off camera? What is going on out there? Yeah. Well, I'm trying. My power converter stopped working, and I'm trying to figure out why it stopped working. <laughs> Duh, CIA. Shutting you down. <laughs> That's your phone. Stop he's, they're like, he's running his uh, spy equipment off his inverter. Let's just shut it down. I can't believe they haven't shut your phone off yet. Who do you got? Verizon? Verizon's like, no way, CIA. You're not messing with our calls. We're not, they're like, we're not going through that. We're not going through that whole thing like Apple did with a, trying to unlock their iPhone. And just wait until they locate all three of us. Put oh. your face through your PayPal. That's so weird. Face recognition. I don't Well, how about this one? Have you ever heard that... Um, I just like my fingerprint. <laughs> Have you ever heard that Snapchat is just mapping everybody's faces? Yeah. So now... I Googled the pet number. You Googled... Because there's memes that are like, Google this pet number. It's Snapchat's patent for their facial recognition, which it is, but it's just the patent for their software, but they're definitely selling it. Oh, yeah. What's the purpose of looking at the patent number? Check out this call I got today. This isn't a government thing. This is just like uh nuisance. It was a call and it was like my phone has a spam filter for calls now. It says likely spam, right? Spam likely. You see that? Yeah, I get them all the time. If anybody wants to call 815-2785, let me know what happens. <laughs> Probably sign up for some or something. Yeah, I had somebody uh, call and their number always comes up like that, and they're trying to sell me some uh, auto uh, warranty. So you what? Trying to sell me a extended truck warranty. Oh, did I get those all the time? Tell me like urgent. This is about your payment, and I'm like, what the fuck is this about yeah. your? Your 2012 Escape, and then I open it, and it's like, we want to extend your warranty. Yeah. Like, I don't even have that car anymore. Yeah. Now the mail lady thinks I don't pay to make my car payments. Yeah, I had somebody <laughs> call, and I was like, hey, 
I, don't, I said, they called me forever. I answered one. I just hung up on them, and they kept calling, and I was just like, I answer, I go, is this about the car warranty? Yeah. I'm like, I don't want a warranty. Take me off of your list. Like, stop calling me. So then they go, okay, and they hang up, and I get a call a week later, and I was like, listen, I told the dude last week to take me off the fucking list. <laughs> you can tell you're getting old when you're like, take me off your list. <laughs> what am I, I supposed to say? Guy, take me off the list. I don't want to be on this list. <laughs> the guy goes, oh, okay, I might hang you up right now. No one will call you, and then they put you on the double call list. I'll just start being belligerent call with everybody. A I miss calls all the time, and I try to call the numbers back, and they say it's not a working number. I'm like, okay, well, you just called me from it. Yeah. From Pakistan. There's someone else's cell phone. I don't understand. Yeah. What are those ones where they just call you, and then you answer it, and there's nobody there? I feel like That's aliens, man. We're paying money on that somehow. That's what I, I'm like, somebody's, somehow they're stealing my, I answer and then they use my phone line to call somebody or something. I don't understand what's going on. What if they got like two cents every time they got your phone to use minutes and they just did that all, and they had a computer doing that all day. Every time they got you to answer? Yeah, it'd be like uh, office space. All of a sudden they take a fraction of a coin and just have millions of dollars. Have you ever been called by your own number? Either one of you guys ever been called by your really? own number? No, that's the nexus in the universe, dude. That's impossible. I did. I got called by my own number. Was this at 425? I actually, no. no. I've had that happen before, too. I happened to be talking about, like, somebody, one of my friends that had passed away, and also my phone rang with my own number. And I was like, Oh fuck! They're trying to call me from the other side. Maybe I should have <laughs> answered it. And then they called back, and or no, then I googled it, and uh, it said it was most likely a scam. And then I, um, or it said it was a scam. And then it called back, and I answered and said I read that this is a scam, and all of a sudden the thing hung up. See, they know. But what are they? What was the point of the scam? What is it doing? I don't remember. Yeah, what I gotta use my first bathroom break. You guys figure this out. Tell me what the scam is. I'll have to shut off my um, Wi-Fi and then I can use my phone. Put my microphone right there so you can talk to the, the beer. It's excellent. What kind of beer is that? I'll tell you when I get back. You should just tell us it's now because we're not going to remember. Huh? definitely not a mainstream beer. That's one of those beers that cost like 89 cents at a gas station. 89 cents? What? Is that the expensive one? Yeah, it's gotta be. Try to read it. I can't tell what it says. Yeah, I can't read it either. Hey, what's with the deal with everybody eating Tide Pods? Yeah, exactly. I don't get it. Get it. 
That's the thing. People are like, think okay. that we live in the most advanced time ever, and people are still fucking dumb. Just because we got a piece of glass in our pocket, we can send video around the world, doesn't mean shit. What's going on here? Dumber this year than they were last year. Like last year, you don't take any of that. Oh, it's Spider-Man. Don't touch that beer. You're not old enough. <laughs> he was just talking into it. <laughs> what was I looking up? Uh, not why people eat Tide Pods. What was I just got... What was I looking up, Trevor? No. I'm thinking about becoming a dealer. You should. My buddy was just. My buddy said he's just gonna dive into one of these. What is it? What is it? I thought you were talking about Tide Pods. Oh. Why are people eating them, Nick? I don't know. He's a cop, so he has to deal with them after they eat them. Like, how often does this happen? I think it's just Instagram. Things happen more on Instagram than they do in real life. I hope so. Um, what was I trying to look up, Nick? Uh, I have no idea. That beer I'm drinking, this is this is really, really good. You know Sweetwater, Clint? That's from your, yeah. your old hometown. Yeah. Triple Tail, though. Triple Tail. Super awesome. Rewind the tape, Nick, and tell me what we were looking up. I can't, man. We're live. You know what we need, though? Trevor, I need you to put on your tinfoil hat again so we can post that to Instagram. All right. But he just mm-hmm. looks like a blue blob, then. Well, when you do it, talk loud so I can screenshot it. Oh, <laughs> uh, we have no light in here. Yeah, because you're blocking it with your tinfoil hat. That's perfect. <laughs> um... What was I trying to look up, Nick? I was looking up I something. really don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you were like, you figure out about something or other, and then you went to the bathroom. Oh. Uh, that was over a minute ago. So that one's gone. Hey, Trevor's not showing up in the live feed, Clint. What do you mean? Well, right, yeah, because I got you. Uh, there we go. Now you should have him. <laughs> Hang on, one second. Read my mind. There we go. Nobody can read your mind with that tinfoil hat, bro. Nobody. You guys are gonna see this shit on the gram. That was it. I lost it. Totally don't know what we were looking up. Uh. Trevor, you were here the whole time. Drinking Mountain Dew. What, what, what was he going to look up? I don't know, Clint. I think you were thinking about looking something up. But we had, never vocalized it. No, Nick <laughs> says you guys need to research this while I go and take a pee break. And then... Let's see if you can tell us. Seriously, pays attention. Yeah. Get on there. See what's going on. What's Spider-Man? Oh, we were talking about... Getting phone calls from our own numbers. Oh yeah, that's there. You go. But what about it? What, what was this? What was the scam? Baby Wayne says it's us sending dick pics. 
<laughs> and then uh, of sending pictures of other people's dicks. <laughs> no, someone's getting on your phone sending your dick pics to other people. <laughs> Those <laughs> bastards. <laughs> <They're dead. laughs> okay, here you go. Scammer alert. Fraudsters will now call you from your own number. If you've received a call, a missed call from your own phone recently, it's not your future self. The more plausible explanation that a scammer is spoofing your exact digits in order to steal vulnerable information or even major bucks. Donnie Claxton received one of these dangerous calls. Dangerous calls. Oh, fuck. Late Wednesday night. I look at the phone and it's me. <laughs> he told lo local Texas station, "How am I calling myself?" <laughs> How is this guy? Oh, he's, he took a lot of CBD. He's got a lot of information. <laughs> How am I calling myself? Claxton picked up, picked up, and stayed on the line for about nine seconds before the caller hung up. Another Texan reported a similar encounter. Except he heard something on the other end. It said my account had been compromised through AT&T. Waco resident Anson Massey told someplace else. I thought it was odd. We get those all the time, but never from my own number. Fake recording even asked him for his last four digits of the account holder's social security number. Well, there you go. I said it was a scam, and I said I, heard, I read this was a scam, and they just hung up on me, so... <clears throat> so, tell them it's a scam when they call you. If they do, then they won't call you anymore. Don't give them your uh, social security number? <laughs> no, just call up and answer with that. Just call up and be like, 1, 2, 3, 4, 7, 8, 9, 7, 4. You're like, is this call recorded for quality assurance? Because I just gave you my social. <laughs> yes, it is. Why would you say that? Pick Why up would the you phone and say CIA headquarters. I'm going to pick up and say CIA headquarters. I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> I got to put this kid to bed. Just hit him. Who go out, right? Is <laughs> this kid? Is that what you do? Putting down, down such your kids to sleep <laughs> tell me to hit my kid? <laughs> He's not Down syndrome, so I wouldn't put him to sleep. I'd just like... No, nah, you're like, ah, he's weak. He can't fed for himself. <laughs> Look him at him. Here. Get him out of the system. What time is it there? It's only 9.17 and he's tired? Put him down. Ike, <laughs> <laughs> fist fight him? You don't want that, Ike. Exactly. Maybe, we got weapons for tough guys. <laughs> maybe in your Spider-Man outfit. Yeah, he knows. He knows. He's tuckered out. He doesn't superhero stuff all day. All he does is he doesn't stop moving. This is the most he doesn't move ever. You show me your bike, guys. <laughs> yeah, little PW. Uh oh. Nice. We tried to ride it on Christmas Day because he got new boots, but 
there was snow. We went like two feet and <laughs> stuffed it. She was like, my boots are stiff. Break, break these in. No? Nobody? Did you bring... <laughs> He's like, Dad, it's time to go to sleep. Shut your podcast off. He's over it. Out of here, He ran his own podcast, didn't he? Alright, I gotta bail early, Clint. And Trevor. Well, I think he's gotta go back into work anyway. Fifteen hundred. Sixteen, not fourteen. Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. Oh. There you go. Keeping it perfect. All right. Well, that's fine. We did an hour and twenty minutes. <clears throat> we actually started on time, so that should people should just be happy with that. <laughs> that means that's a target for me. I'm never on time for anything. No, no dirt bike. <laughs> No. 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 And thanks for coming out and putting on your tinfoil hat. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, and uh, we'll have you back on. We'll talk about some more fl- shows, or we'll talk to you when you get the flip out of the way. Right on. Yeah, sounds good. All right, everybody. <clears throat> Go home. You're drunk. No, oh, we're done. Nothing to see here. <laughs> All right, I'm shutting her down. All right. Later, Trevor. Later, guys. Later. Say bye. Peace.